Did Jim Brown sell his wife to Dan Johnson for a half gallon of whiskey? Does the stagecoach route still exist? And what happened to Dan Johnson? This story starts in the summer of 1837. At that time, there was a stagecoach line between York City and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The horse exchange stables were located near the halfway point at Henrietta's Tavern and Inn. This isolated stop along the river would host visits from several notable people in history, including Charles Dickens 10 years later, when he stopped here for dinner while touring the United States for his book, American Notes. The January 16, 1838 York Gazette indicates that on a Saturday evening in June of 1837, Jim Brown came up the turnpike about an hour before sundown. Jim Brown stopped at Dan Johnson's house and requested to be taken across the river. Brown allegedly said to Johnson, I'm afraid to go with you, send one of your hands. Here's the money. Johnson did not reply. Brown and Johnson had issues with each other for some time now. About two years prior to this, Brown was drunk when he sold his wife to Johnson for half a gallon of whiskey. Ever since, Brown had been attempting to regain his wife, but Johnson refused to give her up. Fights between Brown and Johnson have been frequent, and each has threatened to kill the other. Brown then walked to Lewis Robinson's house a short distance from Johnson's. Robinson testified that he played the fiddle while Brown and his daughter danced. Brown then asked a Mary Anderson to fix the band on his hat. While Mary was doing this, Johnson approached the front door and saw Brown sitting there. Johnson stepped back, reached around the outside of the door, came in with an axe, and with both hands cut Jim Brown on his side. Johnson allegedly said, damn you, I've paid you now, as he struck Brown with the axe. Robinson testified that Brown jumped up exclaiming, Lou, he has killed me, as he then fell under the bed. Robinson told Johnson to get out of his house. Johnson replied, damn you, hush up. Johnson then began walking up the turnpike towards Edder's Tavern when Henry Edder and several others brought Johnson back to Robinson's house 15 minutes later. Mary Henderson testified that as she was fixing Brown's hat, she looked up and saw Johnson strike Brown as he slept near the door. Henderson stated that when Henry Edder returned with Johnson, Edder saw Brown and told Johnson, Dan, you be put the trouble for this. Dan replied, I can't help it. He has killed me three times. I am willing to go through what the law allows me. Johnson was then taken before Mills Hayes Esquire of Newberry and was then committed to the York County Jail. The coroner, Dr. Benjamin Johnson, arrived the next morning to investigate. I decided to take a night drive to the scene of this incident to see what remains of the stagecoach route. So this is the location where Henry Edder's Tavern would have stood. Uh, just back to about 10 years ago, there is the barn to the tavern still standing here, but that was since torn down. But this was the York to Harrisburg Turnpike for the stagecoach line that came through here. But it still is relatively isolated back here, just like it was back then when it was a stagecoach line. A John Thomas testified that on the Sunday before the murder, he met Johnson while he was going to Middletown. Thomas stated that he stayed on the Goldsboro side, and Johnson stayed in Middletown, where Jim Brown lives. But on Monday morning, Johnson came back over, and Thomas saw that he had been abused. Johnson told him that Jim Brown had killed him. Johnson took his gun and said he would go across the river after Brown. Johnson then shot a load out of his gun and said that load was sufficient to kill Brown, but he would put a better one in. Mills Hayes Esquire testified that Johnson was brought to his house the night of the murder and confessed to killing Brown, stating, if I did not kill Brown, he would have killed me. Johnson stated that Brown previously knocked him down and drug him into the water. Martin Crawl testified that he saw Johnson the Tuesday before the murder and noticed that Johnson's lip was swollen. Johnson allegedly stated that damn Jim Brown has been at me again. He is coming over here to raise tobacco for Edder. Johnson allegedly stated twice that Brown won't be raising the tobacco. 
Samuel Keister Esquire testified that Johnson was taken to his house at 9 p.m. the night of the murder and showed him the axe, which he described as a common chopping axe weighing four or five pounds. The axe was bloody. Keister then sent them to Mills Hayes' house. Henrietta testified that Brown and Johnson were in his bar room the evening of the murder where Brown and Johnson had a dispute about some ferriage. The two continued to argue on the porch of the tavern. Edder stated that Johnson told Brown to stay away from his house and Brown was then seen walking up the pike towards the ferry. Coroner Benjamin Johnson testified that one of Brown's wounds was on his right side from which the bowels protruded and grazed the spine. The other was in the left thigh, the large muscles in the femoral artery being cut. The coroner stated that either wound would have caused death, but the deceased died from the wound in the left thigh as he bled to death. On January 6, 1838, the jury determined the verdict of murder in the first degree. On Monday, January 8th, Johnson was brought into court, where his attorney moved for a new trial. Court was adjourned to Saturday the 13th. Johnson was taken back to the York County Prison. Sometime between Monday the 8th and Saturday the 13th, Johnson was found dead in his bed. The coroner was called to examine his body and issued the verdict that Daniel Johnson died by the visitation of God. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to see video versions of this podcast, check out my YouTube channel, Running Into History. And stay tuned for more stories from our forgotten past.